Welcome to the Tri-Tech Games Podcast. This is Bruce. This is John. This is Blix. And this is Trav. Welcome to the TriTac Games Podcast, your podcast of exploring strange new worlds and finding out things you never even thought to ask the questions about. We're going to go back to our Facebook and TriTac Gamers and a lot of other places where people have been giving us questions, and some of them which we've answered on those forums, but we want to make sure everyone's on the same page. Okay, then let's go to the text then. Oh, it's uh, John Gilt. About the business! Oh, God. <laughs> well, listen, I'll just read this this time. I can read it. Please read it and then summarize it. It's. Well, no, the first one isn't that long. This is uh, concerning episode 112, Fringeworthy Race, the Blizzness. It's by John Gilt. A fascinating listen for the interpretation of a gaming species. Please forgive my presumptuous nature, but on the idea of Melor, the Blizzness regard humans as funny-looking Blizzness. We covered this. That actually strikes me as theoretical evidence for previous encounters with shapeshifters. If a Melor was sent to slowly enlighten them, only to then come within range of their abilities and forced to resume another form, would the Melor necessarily stop trying to interact? Might it not simply say something along the lines of, I am like you, I just come from far away? We're still not quite sure how unique the Blizzness are. They're all fringeworthy. Just as though Schmirk came along and said, yeah, these guys are okay. It's fringeworthy. They may have known about the Blizzness and figured that they were safe to have access. Well, yeah, if the race was universally fringeworthy, it was something about their unique signature or whatever quality it is. That'd be like, yeah, the entire race is fringeworthy. Okay, yeah, we, we're, we're good here. We can just, you know, leave the portals open. Just So, you know, Melor would have come through and they would have had to deal with Shapeshifters, which means a Melor shapeshifting into a Blizzness. I'm sure that there would be a mass increase. He first has to encounter a Blizzness to be able to, do, to, to turn, but to, to do that, he has to approach as some animal, some other animal. And we were still debating about whether or not would the calming field make him revert to his natural form. And if it does, he may just decide, you know what? I'm here to help you. I'm from the Tremelon. And just work it in this hit and just help them at that point. You, you may ask if he had permission to uh, take some DNA so you actually could become a blizzness for easy concert conversation, as we, as we pointed out. But they may actually know he's a Meller. Treat him as such. Mm-hmm. You know, he's, he, he's not one of us. We know he's not one of us. Uh, he's here to teach us. Yeah, they would look at the Melor and yeah, it's like, yeah, you're in a, you you look like us, but you don't have that empathic sense. Okay, who are you? <laughs> and please don't lie. <laughs> because we, these trunks, can manipulate weapons. We're just warning you now. <laughs> We're calm. We're not stupid. Yeah. <laughs> we can just bliss you out. <laughs> well, the Melor, the, the animal would have to come up 
let's say, okay, the Mellor assumes the form of an animal on the Blizzness world, and it comes up. And the Blizzness use the calming field, and it's like, okay, I'm calm, but I'm still going to come up and touch them. I'm not going to harm them. I'll drain the point of con. Bing. Okay, I've since absorbed their form, skills, and memories. Blizzness feels a little weak. He's like, okay, I'm just a little off right now. Comes back as the Blizzness, and yeah, they would know something's up. They would, they would, you know. Because the body language would, well, no, they'd be able to copy the body language, too. Yeah, no, but what we offer is, if, it really depends on, well, that's a good question. If, if it's genetic, and they have this empathic field, he'd have that, too. He would, yeah, because he'd assume the the unique mental traits of this business, which means when people familiar to him would even pick up as, eh, it's Joe. Uh, you're, uh, you're doing good, and of course, Joe has the memory. You know, this Mellor has the memories of Joe. I'll be like, yeah, I'm good. Yeah, I got, I gotta go. I'll talk to you guys later. Yeah. And then so, you Joe, Joe again, and going, Joe, weren't you just, you know, or you, come, you came from the other directions? It's like, wait a minute. <laughs> More likely, what happens? He, he would, he would then once he got the information, go find another herd. Yeah. To mingle with, and like, I'm a far traveler. You, you doing what? You're traveling. Are you insane? <laughs> what are you doing away from your from your other herd? Where's your uh, your your best hand? Yeah, I got lost. Yeah, lost my hand. You lost your hand, really? <laughs> <laughs> they would begin to realize that there's something fishy going on. Yeah. Okay. Uh, mine not simply along the lines of like you. I just come far away. Yeah. Mm. That's why I'm thinking that the Miller may actually just let them know he's a Miller right from the get-go, and just simply, you know, when he needs to do the proper kind of communication, take it on their shape, so you can actually talk to him much easier than he can when he's in the Miller shape. Right, because there would be lack of, that lack of the subsonic context, and be like, oh, yeah, wait, sorry, wait a minute, won't turn into a blizzness. Okay, now you understand me better. You understood yeah. me before, now you understand me better, because, and of course, that would probably freak the blizzness out. It's like, you just did what? <laughs> Okay. All right, well, enough with the Blizzness show. <laughs> yeah, now it's off to lightning crystals in the hardwire hinterland. All right, I'll, I'll take this one. Oh, this one comes... All right, there this are is... Four, uh, there are four questions that you really... Yeah, these, uh, well, you, uh, take... Like Bruce says, try to summarize. Okay, well, I'll, t I'll take them one at a time. So, uh, Stan Bundy writes, uh, since it's a field effect... Wouldn't the bullets fired at a LC using device? Lightning crystal. Okay, lightning crystal using device have their mass reduced as well before impact as they entered the field. Uh, this would have an effect of making things fired into a field much less lethal. However, fired within a field, firer and target are both in the same field or the ones that overlap, if that's possible. The comparative mass to propellant, energy imparted to that, blah, 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 blah. All right, so you guys get get what he's saying, right? Yeah, basically, do you get hit with marshmallow bullets if they shoot, shoot at, your, at your airplane? And I think we discussed this, and we think we said yes, didn't we? Well, we had a big discussion about it, but it, and we invited Richard to comment on it. And basically what he said was, it's just a way of making things lighter. So the planes that right. can't fly should be able to fly. Otherwise, you should treat everything exactly the same way as they would be normally. 
Yeah, I don't think it would be a field per se. I think it's if the lightning crystal is on a vehicle, the vehicle itself. Because if so, then you would have the people this, in the vehicle bounce around like they were on the moon. Right. It, it's well, basically no, no, well the, the, that mass reduction that Bruce that we have in the in the in the game. No, we bounce around like like uh, pinballs in the pinball machine with probably the same sort of effects. Well, so hey, yeah. Hey, Basically, we, we had this discussion before, and we we it, we talked about this. When we ran around with it, and it basically boiled down to it's a game effect to make the to make the vehicles lighter. That's really all it does, and that's where lightning lightning crystals stop. Right. We, well, we hashed this. Out. Remember, we were talking about oh well, if you did this, and then you've got inertia, and you blah blah blah. Yeah. Look, it just makes the vehicle lighter, and that's it. Everything else is normal. Yeah. It's a big balloon inside the airship, lifting right. the airship up. It's still the same weight, still the same mass. Otherwise. You fire, if you fire like a, a regular pistol and you had this, you did have this mass deadening effect. Uh, your bullets would would leave at a higher rate of speed, and then once they left the field, they would then uh, automatically assume the regular mass. But now they're at a much higher velocity than what they and, were before, or not, or and, not. And let's assume we have to assume. Well, we okay. So we know that uh, Hardwire Hinterland is one of the portals for Fringeworthy. And we just have to assume the physics there are a little different. you know. And lightning crystals are probably built into the physics of that world, which allow that effect to happen. And you don't have to worry about the rest of the physical effects because it doesn't have to pay attention right. to those. This is a world where the atmospheric pressure does not change with altitude, which should be impossible, by the way, folks. You know, gravity pulling down on the atmosphere should make the atmosphere thicker at the bottom, thinner at the top, and thinner at the top. It doesn't do that. So this is not a normal place. It's not a dimensional construct. For for that matter, maybe they don't even really use gravity. They use something else, which would make all this other contextual, you know, uh, this conceptual stuff moot because you know the lightning crystal doesn't have to work the same way it does on Earth because. The, maybe gravity isn't really in effect. Right. Uh, for all we know, this is a cyberspace. Right. Sorry, an artificial reality where, you know, everything that you're experiencing is virtual, but as far as you're concerned, it's all real. Look, as far as the world's concerned, every law that you know of exists exactly the way it does on Earth unless it says otherwise in the book. Correct. That's the can of worms I didn't want to open. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It's all driven by plot. Yeah, it, everything travels at the speed of plot in Hardwater Hinterlands. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, thank, thanks, Dan, for that question. All right. Moving on to Eric. <laughs> oh, it's an Eric Spar question. Oh, oh Trav, this is all you. Yeah, buddy. yeah, I know. Once again, folks, you can blame me for Eric T. Spar, my co-host on my show, for his questions, and he's really taken the TriTag universe to heart, and so. We still lament about the list of questions that Bruce, John, and I answered last year that he wrote. Here we go. But on a serious mo note, Melor, the only references I hear about a cure all imply a simple reset to original condition. But that would only work if there were only one type of treatment tried, and the Melor have been around a long time and are all over the system. As even today, there is more than one approach to dealing with minor conditions. And some attempts will have varying conditions and goals. Some may wish to keep the independence and reproduction and merely deal with the psychological and pathological issues. It all depends on setting. The Coptics, if still in use, technically have a partial solution to their condition, not going too far down that path if details are changed from earlier editions. But finally, in a very late campaign, and very is in caps, 
The friend system itself could be part of a cure. The system takes the subject apart at a quantum level and reconstructs it at the portals, sometimes making changes to the traveler to permit the traveler's survival. Eric and I were at a, a local geek meeting, and he brought this up, and then he decided to bang this out through his cell phone afterwards. Um, I can see the fringe system rearranging the Mellor for a cure. I remember Star Trek Next Gen episode that was about that. It had to do with Dr. Uh, Pulaski and rewriting her genetic code because she turned old all of a sudden. So what they did, they put the uh, a hair with a follicle on it from her brush into the transporter and used that previous DNA sample to rewrite her back to her original form. His first purpose question is, okay, so it resets them back to original settings. That means no reproduction and they're just nice nice passages. Yeah, he brought this up at, at, the, at MOFO, as I said, it's a local geek fen meeting that we have in the area here in Detroit. And yeah, he brought up the fact that, okay, we've set them back to old Melor. Congratulations, they're a dying race. They're an endangered species because they can't reproduce. Mm-hmm. Eric wanted, talked about the concept of picking and choosing what parts of the Melor would sit there and be changed. It's like, okay, you got rid of the psychotic tendencies that they want to kill and, and, and mess with people before they kill them, you know, the cat and mouse type, okay, I'm going to play with you and your world for a while before I wipe you all out. Blix and I talked about if you wanted to play an old, a cured Melor. Blix and I went on about a 20-minute riff about this. The episode that's dropped just just this week and what's going on next week is all about the Melor and that. All right, okay. so even if you could reset the system to do that, I mean, basically what they've done, the Tremelin have set the system to destroy Melor as they go through it. So yeah, the system can be set to do things to the Meller as they transit through the portals. That's that's established. It, it's already done. But the Meller get around that by taking on a fringe-worthy body and having a crystal. So that makes them immune to that whole thing. So if you did set a cure, if you could do a cure, which I don't see any reason why you couldn't, why you couldn't program it through the French path, all right, I'm fine with that. But there would be evil Meller who want to stay evil because, of course, because they're evil, who would be able to get around that. They would take the form of a French-worthy person and carry well, a crystal with them. Well, we've been talking because the portal is taken apart. You, you, part of that French-worthy cure would be a reverse hack on their hack so that the portal recognizes them as being a Meller instead of a, per, a French-worthy person. And I'm, rem- I'm reminded of the Farscape quote in the fourth season. Don't you hit it when they override the override? Yeah. <laughs> But, well, but John, for, for gameplay, I don't like that. I, I think for, from a story standpoint, it's just my opinion that I think we should keep it, that no matter what you do with the fringe system, if the Meller take on the form of a fringe worthy and they're carrying a crystal, that's how the fringe system will see them. I see that as being a flaw that's that's in the system that cannot be corrected. I mean, unless a Termelon himself actually reprograms the algorithm of the fringe system. And, and I wouldn't want to take it out because – that leaves the door open for the game master to keep, you know, infected Meller around as long as he needs to. I think it's a good story element. I don't think it should yeah. be taken away. Yeah, or it could be that when we finally figure out how to make, you know, do one thing, which is turn the system back onto full. If you turn the system back on to to basically the full normal setting, you don't need to be French worthy to to use the portals. At that point. I'm sorry, uh, you got crystal? Doesn't mean a thing. Your right. fridge really? Doesn't mean a thing. 
we can fix you now. Yeah, the only the only thing a crystal would give you at that point would be uh, the ability to lock and unlock doors. Yeah. Yeah, and do all the various functions. Yeah, yeah, right. For the yeah. depending on what level crystal is, you you know if it's rainbow level, yeah, you 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 can still do hacking at that point. But now you have a fully operational system which will which can back hack you when you try to do that. I still I still wouldn't have it. I, I if it was me. Now this is me. I'm this. I, if I was game mastering my game. I would not take that away from the Meller for anything. I would keep that in there just so I could always keep everybody on their toes to let them know that there could still be one of these guys out there. No, he, he does bring a good point, though. Okay, so I, I, I we, we make a, a a robotic slarg or something like that that goes out there and bites and bites Meller and turns him into master, or at least turns him into something that's intermediate, you know, like for the medium and the uh, high Meller. Okay, so they're now uh, maybe really you know thin Miller, <laughs> right? But now they can't reproduce. Now they can't you know do anything they were able to do before. And these Miller don't actually have any memories of what it was like before. But now you do this to a master Miller. He becomes an old Miller, but he remembers what he was what he was before and what he was when he was a when he was a master Miller, and now he's back to being an old Miller. Uh, how subservient and how uh, how subservient are the Meller? I mean, will he have a grudge against a Keygak because of this? Well, we we talked about this in the yeah. fans TriTech podcast board, and I remember yeah. Bruce brought up a lot about mm-hmm. about what, how they would be. Bruce, if you could recap on that, sir. Sure. Uh, what I said was that the Meller we think of them as being you know gentle, meek, and mild. Okay, uh, the, the old Meller. And I would say that that would be kind of their basic nature. They, they were bred to, uh, to serve. They were created to serve. They originally liked the idea. I mean, most of us have trouble going on our entire lives trying to find out what is our purpose in life, okay? The Meller from the get-go knew what it was, and they knew that it was a good goal. It was, you know, the whole idea of bringing these people in the Commonwealth, so, you know, serving the greater good. You know, this appealed to them. They liked it. Okay, however... After they've gone through this whole thing about becoming a Meller, an infected Meller, and then coming back, you know, they've had a lot of experience with aggression and all these things. And if they do retain these memories, even though that might not be their basic emotional state anymore, they still remember. And now they come back and they look at what the Commonwealth, the thing that they were created to serve, how they have treated their progenitors, the Tameller literally chasing them off their own creation, causing them to take their entire planet and culture and escape this group of ingrates. So much so, so untrustworthy were the Commonwealth that the uh, Termelern had to put the fringeworthy filter to keep them from warring on each other, much less keep the Meller from getting out. So the question was, is that how would they react to the rest of the of the Commonwealth that they came back, the old Meller, would they be all, hi, guys, we're back ready to surf, or would they be like, look, we did our job, you guys showed your true colors. We don't have any reason to serve you anymore. You know, we are now different, granted, okay? We may have gotten our old natures back, but we are no longer your little servants anymore. We have, you know, we're going to create our own culture from this point on. We're going to create our own society don't treat us as if we're your servants anymore. We're done with that. Okay, they were genetically created to serve. It was written into their DNA, the docile 
submissive nature. The Kegax overwritten that with their code, making them malicious, psychotic, brutal. So now you you overwritten the overwrite, as I've said. Yes. So these Melor now are like, okay, we have experienced these emotions that we had no way of knowing about. And so we have been changed. You can't unlearn what you've learned. Right. And the overwrite would be, we now know how to act on our own emotionally. It basically would probably overwrite the docile nature. They would be as per normal human psychology. They can be good. They can be bad. Now, the thing, the reason why a lot of these Miller would be, and I will use the term because we had to do it edit time, cheesed off, they would be. Everything we were made for is gone. Yeah, these IDET, these humans, yeah, they're trying to build a new commonwealth. That's not our job to deal with. We were with the old commonwealth. You people ruined it, so we're not working for that anymore. We are our own people. So, yeah, they would be looking for member world status. It's like, hey, we're going to find a world. We're going to inhabit it. We will create our own society. And this new commonwealth, it's like, okay, yeah, we can use your help, but you are to treat us as our own separate species. We are nobody's servant. We are nobody's patsy. We are nobody's step-and-fetch-it boy. We're the world's greatest spies. So, yeah, we're up for sale. They could do that, too. They could sit there and say, okay, we will use our unique memory and skill and appearance-absorbing talents. Yeah, they would. would That actually is a good point, John. They would probably sit there and go... This is how we will make our way in the in in the multiverse. Actually, it makes me wonder, especially among the ones who who were uh, you know stuck on a world and couldn't get off, wondering uh, what what they could do. Those guys really learned how to run a run a place and run wars. I I almost see these these guys going. We can we can appear like as any as any creature. We can infiltrate. We can you know get memories. We're spies, but you know what? I'm not going to spy for those people. I'm going to spy for my people, and we're going to rebuild the Commonwealth our way. They would be the uh, the world's greatest administrators. They have had yes. uh, thousands of years of experience, yeah. and they're still immortal. And they will try to rebuild this new Commonwealth in their as they see fit. Yeah, because they have <laughs> memories of billions of people at their disposal and you know that they had to they all they need to do to transfer information is absorb from each other they would be able to draw upon literally billions of memories and experiences in order to run from behind they would end up being again the powers behind the throne but not for the termeller they would be so for their new fledgling society that they are trying to bring about right yeah and I think they would be trying like crazy to figure out how to if if the cure if the cure sterilizes them so to speak, they'd be working like mad to try to figure out how to get that back. They would be looking for geneticists. They would be looking yeah. for information for the Termeller and Creech worlds where they were made. And it's like okay, we need to find those bat worlds now to either make more of us or where we can interbreed like everybody else in the multiverse. 
because if not, we will die. We may live, we may not age, but we can still be killed. And there are still people out there who may have not gotten the memo that we were cured. They see hey. Melkor, they kill us. Hey, 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 it's not even just people who got the, who didn't get the memo. Look, you know what's going to happen. People are going to say, hey, I, I don't care that they're good now. You know, with the evil they did, you know, they deserve to be put down. And on top of that, you know, that's just what happens if they get, you know, coded again. What if something goes wrong? We should just get rid of them now so that we don't yeah, have to ever deal with it again. There's uh, more Kegak out there that decide that, no, we wanted them this way. We still feel that they were made. They're now, you know, you, you undid our work. We did that to free them from the Termelarn. There might still be elements that want them to stay that way just, you know, to give the Termelarn the middle finger. Well, remember, though, he said the Slarg cure is not reversible. That's Richard did say that. Once you get the Slarg cure... You can't be rehacked with the original with the original hack with the original virus. You got get you have to come up with a brand new one. Yeah, and, okay. and, and the Kegak don't have this Timon there. They hold their hands while they're doing it. The Kegak probably would ask various Timon for various in, in innocuous questions about the coding and so forth, and got basically all the code you need to know how to write the virus to un, you know to make turn the Timon in turn the Meller into the into the monsters they are they became. Right. But now there's no Timon there to tell them what to do to basically override the hack. There was the the, the, the the cure. Yeah, but you know what? That's all game master stuff. <laughs> yeah. I, mean, I, I agree with you I agree with you, John, but I mean it really ultimately is up to the game master how he wants it to go yeah. down. Yeah. I mean you know, I can see we've talked about this before, and I can see game masters wanting to get the you know use up the Meller equation in their adventures, and basically say, all right, the Meller cure has been found. The Mellers are now either good guys or gone, or they've gone off on their own way, and you basically, as a party, don't have to worry about them anymore. And that's when he brings in some other evil agency or pirates or you know whatever. Uh, whatever he wants to bring in for late campaign type stuff. So you know that's it's going to be up to you as a game master. You know, do you do you want the Meller out? Do you want them in? I mean, how long do you want to keep them in your campaign? I mean, they are man. Once you introduce them, whew, look out because they, they they really can uh, sideline a campaign quickly. Well, um, I think by that time you're you're dealing with the new Commonwealth. But remember, it's a million million worlds. The new Commonwealth is like a little. Pfft. If you go far enough, you're going to find Melor that, depending on the nature of the cure, there may still be evil Melor out there. It's just they're far, far away. Oh, yeah. And if one of them happens to find their way into this new Commonwealth, you got the same problem again. You're back to square one. It's like, but e but evil Melor are not the are not the problem. I mean, we know what the cure is. We just keep enough sl breeding slargs around. We can we can deal with them. No, the, the thing you got to worry about is things like the Coptics and other. Fringe using uh, empires who don't view uh, a, a communal happy uh, kumbaya type situation. We we assume the Commonwealth is going to become. Yeah, they. Well, let's see. The Coptics have still in use technically have a partial solution to their condition. That we didn't talk about, Eric and I. So I'm wondering, did I miss something that the Coptics would have a, a, a solution, a partial solution to the? You know, they have a partial cure. Not that I know of. As far as I recall, the Coptics are only in D20 parlance PL5. Yeah, that would be a PL9 
cure you'd have to find in order to rewrite the entire race's genetic code. And the Cossacks, I don't think, would have a partial cure for the Mellor at all. Well, I'm grabbing the, uh, come on. I'm grabbing the, uh, the, uh, uh second portal book. Come yeah, on. Yeah, has the Coptics in it. Yeah. Oh, no, I, I love using the Coptics as villains. I've used them and just, I used them in a previous Friday night campaign. And I used them at the game I ran at MarsCon. Oh, yeah. Oh, my players despise the Coptics and knew that there were plenty more on their way. Once you get rid of the Mellor, you're going to have another threat. I would see the Coptics as the next big threat because just, you know, the the expansionist slave-running empire that wants to take over their part of the French Pats, and because they're on the outer bounds of IDET, you know, negative 140, I believe, they come from, Negative 135, and there's a question mark next to that. So I'm not quite sure that negative 135 is their prime or not. Mm. Uh, what's your tech level? That's the most important thing. As tech I level. said, from, if they're using M16s and they're wanting to know about nuclear weapons, I would say PL5. 1957. That's right on the money. That's, that's early PL5 because PL5 began they, with the atomic bomb. The only way they, had, the only way they, they would have a cure is if they actually found something. Yeah. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I will talk with Eric about this and get back to you on this. We, I'll bring it up in a future podcast. As I said, I can he, he's nearby. I can talk to him about this. This is Bruce Sheffer saying there are a million, million worlds out there, so go explore them. This is John Ryer saying keep your powder dry and keep those cards and letters coming in. This is Blix. Don't hate the game. Hate the players. And this is Trav. There's a reason why it's called gaming. It's for having fun. Welcome to the TriTech Games Podcast. Hi, this is Trav of the Travcast, Hour 3 of Blind Wolf's Rubber Room Association on DementiaRadio.org, Tuesdays, 8 to 9 p.m. Eastern.